Yeah, you're lucky that uh, I wasn't recording, so now the burp isn't recorded, so there's no evidence of you burping. Good. That's a shame. I was going to use that against you. I was going to isolate it. I was going to slow it down. (laughs) I was going to add echo to it. Uh, I'm I'm glad you didn't catch it. I screwed up a recording and I missed probably the best thing that's ever happened on this show. Me belching into the mic. Belch is such a gross word. Burp is so much better than belch. Would you prefer to breathe in a belch or a fart? (laughs) Depends on who's belch and who's fart. And you have to create a seal around the opening with your mouth. Ew. So it goes. Why? Com- Why is that? So it goes cool? completely in. <gasps> you know, honestly, through your mouth, probably not that big of a deal. You're only going to catch, you know, scant amounts of the smell. Okay, fine. You have to take a funnel with a hose that has uh-huh. a, that's then split and has two separate hoses that go up your nostrils. All right, then that's worse. I guess. Ugh, it's really the same thing. It's just out of different ends. Right, a fart. It's not a, the same thing. So a belch. burp. <laughs> yeah, but a but a burp is the food in your stomach and the gas and. Yeah, it's a mouth fart. Yeah, but the fart is the bacteria breaking down the food, giving off their gas. Okay. I don't know where the gas from your stomach comes from. It's from from all the seltzer, and it mixes with the flavors that of the of the things you've eaten. All of the gas comes from everything breaking down. Yeah, that too, but it's not the bacteria yeah. gas. I mean, I guess there's some in your gut. No, it's your fart though. isn't. It's methane that makes your fart smell. Yeah. Right? That's what these bacteria That's give not off. Bac- oh. Okay. 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 What do I know? I don't know anything. That's why we shouldn't do this show. Hey, Santa. I'm just a person. Same. It doesn't, uh, has no real skill set. That's not true. I was thinking earlier today, like doctors and nurses, and uh-huh. it's like, wow, people have real skills. What do I have to offer? Well, I can edit some video. You can. And that's not a skill worthwhile. Yes, it is. People need. How are all the things that we see online that aren't like. Exactly. You just proved my point. This is not something that needs to be done. Meaning. It is. No, because it's. All this is bad. All these videos are bad. Videos should That's go away. That's not true. We should I do. get a lot of pleasure from all these videos. You do spend hours staring at <laughs> YouTube videos and yeah, Instagram Yeah, I think videos. it was making me not be able to sleep at night. We have to do because that night I, shift. Huh? Shift it. Shift the night. The night shift. Oh, uh, I think it does that already. The blue light will turn orange and it'll yeah, but I still sedate you. I still feel like I watch the, so for my routine, um, my routine, um, at night would be before I would actually try and fall asleep, I would get on Facebook and then I would eventually like just scroll through all of the videos and some of the video, like some of the videos were like Indian families and the husband or the dad, like like slapping his kids and his wife with his belt. And I would report, I reported <laughs> like I was doing some vigilanteism. I would report that video. And then um, who posted the videos, the kids? No, it would just be like, you know, you know, like some user. And then 
uh, there was some other video of some people on the street, you know, inside of a bus, uh, sort of th those cubicles that you can wait for the bus. And the lady was real drugged up and there was a guy sitting next to her that was real drugged up too. And this dude that like, she like took down her pants and he started having sex with her and what she are you, kept what falling are you watching? over. I, it was on Facebook. So she takes down her pants. She's dr like drugged up or drunk. I don't know what. She takes down her pants. He's having sex with her from behind. And she falls forward over. And she gets back up. She like stumbles back up. He continues to have sex with her. And then she falls over again. And you can see him ejaculating. Where, how did you it was come disgusting. How did you come across this? Uh, just, you know, you watch a video on Facebook. And then instead of going back to your feed, you just like scroll up. You just keep watching things that I guess... You know, some algorithm is related to it somehow. Oh, yeah, it's so and vital. And I reported that one. I was like, holy shit, it's it, disgusting. It's so vital that we have these videos. See, you just made my point from earlier. <laughs> Listen, that was the person taking a video with their phone or something. It says trash. So, um, you, no, see that. How many hours? No, I'm, no, 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 hold on a second. I'm proving the point that we do need people like you because otherwise it would just be full of garbage that hurts my eyes and help. it doesn't let me fall asleep because I've been traumatized. How many hours? good content. Were you on your phone today? Go look at your screen time. Oh, God, it's a lot. I know you have the kids. So that's what I want to know I've... with the kids. What are well, you up to? Because they've been hanging out. Don't lie. How do I look at that? Uh, if you scroll to the left on uh, your home screens, unless you just have yours turned off. Oh, I see that. This is my phone. Oh, it's been off. Oh, how convenient. <laughs> Thank God. Because, holy Crap, it would be a lot. I've 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 been rewatching Zer Jersey Shore. You know, I'm very busy. I've been on six hours and fifty eight minutes today. That's not bad at all. That's a lot. That's is way it? too much. Three hours and thirty one minutes productivity, which I don't even know what that is. One hour and I think 60 it's, I think that means uh, using apps that are would be in the productivity like category when you put them in those separate windows. You know, Shit. like calculators and wallet. And yeah, I don't know. They, they're fooling okay. this, uh, this meter and then an hour and 16 minutes of reading a reference and 42 minutes of social network, which that's nothing. That's great. Yeah, well, it's cause I don't have any social network, like the Instagram, which apparently I've spent 42 minutes on Instagram with my fake yeah. profile looking at things today. I did get a zip car and went for a drive. You did? Yeah. I wanted to get out. Cool. I drove to Coney Island. Wow. That's cool. And I cut through Brooklyn and through streets I've never been on before, even though I've been here 12 years. Awesome. So well, saw, Brooklyn's big. Yeah, I saw other parts of Brooklyn, and then I uh, went to Coney Island and then drove back, took the Belt Parkway back, went under the Verrazano Bridge. It was nice. That does sound really nice. I needed something What did you see do. in Coney Island? Well, I stayed in the car. I thought about parking if there was room to go to the boardwalk, but it was surprisingly crowded. <laughs> I mean, it was impacted. <laughs> Really? Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of people, and it was a nice day, and you're not supposed to go outside like that. Oh, well, here's the thing. You are allowed to go outside like that. You're just mm -hmm. not supposed to congregate. No one was really congregating, but... Okay. So I just drove. I saw the cyclone all shut down, and the Wonder Wheel all shut down, and all the other rides all shut down. Yeah. And Nathan's Hot Dog's still open, probably. Oh, it is? Yeah, it's a food place. Okay. They're allowed to have to go. They're an food. essential business. Yeah. Well, that hot dog eating competition, it's coming up again already. 
Coney Island hot dog eating competition. Yeah, but that's three months away. Comes fast. Yeah. It does. It's boring now. Who cares about Joey Chestnut? He wins every year. There's no one competing with him. It was exciting when Kobayashi was around. And then... I Yeah, that's when I, I watched was when Kobayashi was there. And I always rooted for that guy that would paint a mask on his face. I liked him. I think he's still around. I forget what his name is. He? is. Yeah, but he I always forget his name. He doesn't do anything. He's no good. Ah, he tries. The one year that Chestnut lost was Stoney beat him because it was the year after. So the year prior, Chestnut won, proposed to his girlfriend. They ended up breaking up. And then he's back mm-hmm. at the spot where he proposed, and he just mentally was not in it. So Couldn't stone, do it. Stone Couldn't handle him. the pressure. No. But now Chestnut's and, old news, old hat. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Maybe it's good that we don't have one this year if this continues, just to give it a refresh. Yeah. They need to do something different where if you fall behind a certain amount of dogs, then there's a trap door that opens. And you're eaten by sharks. Sure. Or they should just do that uh, spaghetti trick. What's that? Where they put the spaghetti through the hot dog before it's cooked. <laughs> and then they cook the hot dog. They boil it and the spaghetti gets soft. So it's like little worms going through the hot dog. <laughs> Who would do that? A lot of people do that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it's because your kids wouldn't be interested. Listen, I tried. Because they're dunderheads. Not interested in spaghetti worms through through hot dogs. Deal is. It looked fun. It is fun. It looked kind of gross. They dipped it in ketchup. Still didn't like it. They didn't like it. No, they barely ate it. And Pete was very annoyed that there was a bunch of spaghetti in his hot dogs. It's like, I don't want it with this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then you're not going to eat for six days. And I'm gonna but leave then this- he was also complaining that, like, I had to cook the hot dogs. He was like, don't cook it. I was like, I had to cook the hot dogs. You leave the plate out. He said, that's your food. And they don't eat it. And eventually they get hungry. They crawl out. You wake up in the morning. It's like Santa. We'll get back to Santa. He showed up and ate the cookies. You come out and the plate of spaghetti filled hot dogs has been eaten. Yeah. No, I did that with dinner. You know, it was like, this is your last call, everybody. You know, I know that you want to go watch you know, the trolls, the new trolls movie again, even though we watched it last night. I know you're interested in watching that again, but you have to eat dinner. And then it was like, well, I'm done then. It's like, all right. You know, I've lost all respect for your kids. Why? The new trolls movie is good. No, is this the one with the magic guitar string? Yeah. No, get out of here. (gasps) I liked it a lot. How many fart jokes were in it? None. Yeah. At least six. And there was one in the trailer. There was? Yeah. Oh, well, there's the one guy that poops um, dessert. Yeah, done. I'm out. But only once. Even though we opened this. And it uh, was a callback to the first movie more than anything else. Even, even though we opened this whole podcast with talking about burps and farts. Yeah. so <laughs> I didn't think it was funny. It was just a real question. That wasn't an attempt at humor. That was an actual question. A what first if of all, scenario. This, this is for adult adults. You and I talking. That is for little kids. It's a pretty... The first movie and this one, they're really good. There was a there was a moment um, where someone was dying and he was happy to be dying. He was so excited. And then he came back uh, to life and he was disappointed. And that was for the adults. Like, oh, dark. 
Yeah, how many stereotypes does it play into? Oh, he's the, he's the depressive goth rocker. <laughs> it wasn't like that. <laughs> oh, here's Listen. the rapper with a bunch of chains. <laughs> no, nope. it wasn't that either. Yeah, what was hey, it? Listen, listen. What was you it? You were going down a very dangerous Von Hessler-esque road right now. Why? You have decided something about this movie. I've seen the and previous. And you're just pressing the gas and talking and criticizing it. And each point of criticism is incorrect so i would check yourself okay here's what bothers me about it just taking this old toy this toy nobody gave a shit about and then re-infusing it with i guess some interest by putting in this movie same thing with lego i know the lego movies are much better than everyone thought they were going to be but it's like give me a break it's just a straight up commercial it's like buy this get this first of all there's not like a billion troll dolls that you can get now. Just like like compared to something like Star Wars where they're trying to sell constantly everything to you. And especially episodes one, two, and three being so ridiculous like video. You're basically watching a video game. You know, they're trying to sell these little things to you. That's not the case. I felt the same exact way that you did before I watched the first Trolls movie. I was like... What a piece of shit that nobody can come up with new ideas. We're just taking like, you know, old, you know, shoots and ladders, the movie, you know, like I get it. However, Trolls one was really, really good. I love the soundtrack and I very much enjoyed Trolls two. So, and listen, I have a, I'm, I have a, what would I say? Discerning taste. Is yeah. that the way that that's put? Yes. Okay. What, I have what discerning taste. The country person had a big hat on, too big for its head, but the hair had to come out of the top because the trolls have that hair. Ah! Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep getting those things wrong. Strike three. That's strike number three. Want to go for strike four? Got to unite the guitar strings. Oh, got to unite the guitar strings. you know what? That was extremely misogynistic of you to assume that it was a man who was in charge of the country town, who was wearing a large, you know, like 20 gallon hat. It was a woman who uh, was Kelly Clarkson, I think. And she had like a big drag queen wig basically on and a little other little like gnawing type of troll lived inside it and would jump out and gnaw things. and stuff. Okay. And Sam Rockwell was in it, which gave me a lady boner. Okay. I'm telling you, it's not a bad movie. Oh, and neither is Trolls 1. Look at the DJ. He's wearing goofy sunglasses. Ah! <laughs> Look at the fat one who farts a lot. Nope. <laughs> Incorrect again. Nope. Strike five. Completely correct. Ball one. I wrote this movie. Walk to your base. I don't know how sports work. Trolls Golden Guitar Strings. What's it called? Trolls something world tour or something. Trolls World World Tour. I got this feeling. Oh, wow. What a, wow. All-star cast. Ozzy Osbourne is in it. Mary J. Blige. 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 Whoa, Keenan Thompson. All right, I'm in now. Love him. (laughs) I do. Keenan Thompson. Look. Keenan Thompson. Love him on SNL. He's already been there like a billion years, and all of his sketches are usually funny. He was at the radio station once when I worked uh, RXP here. He was visiting Hot 97. He was a jerk. No, he wasn't. He was a jerk. And this is the thing. 
he has more fame than I'll ever have. Yes, being on Saturday Night Live, but it's not like he's done much compared to most of the people he associates with. I don't with. think he was a so jerk. So he was a jerk. I refuse to believe that. I'm not making that up. A celebration of the techno trolls is crashed by the rock trolls led by Queen Barb. After Barb destroys his DJ station with her guitar's power, King Trollex is forced to surrender the string that powers techno music. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, that's All good. Right. Well, enjoy watching this thing 20 times. Well, I've already... So, you know, it's brand new and it's supposed to be in theaters. So you can rent it for $20. So I did that yesterday and then we were still able to play it today. I don't know how much longer I have it for. It'll be gone. You think so? Like 24 hours? Maybe it's like 48 hours. Then you have to buy it again. Well, I will not because $20 is too much. It was good. I liked it. It's all right. I'm judging you, but uh, I forgive you. For some reason, they decided to keep the character. that James Corden. Yeah, he's the he's the stupid one. Maybe that's why I don't like it. Yeah, well, he was in the first one, but he was no, nowhere near as... Annoying? In the plot. As I mean, it, he was a part of the plot in the first one, but I feel like he's got a little bit more, you know, clout to his name or something. As his, why. yeah, as his fame grows, so does his annoyance. He wasn't annoying in the movie. He left third of the way in. Not to be so, heard from again? Good. What's that? Did they kill him? No. Oh, that's a shame. He left because he didn't feel safe. That's it? He just disappeared? Well, he came back later. So he goes back to... Oh, I can't give away any spoilers. It's too new. Yeah, and all these people are clamoring to watch Trolls World Tour. In the middle of it, I was wanting to, t- <laughs> to tell someone to watch it. I liked it. There are some real shitty shit shows for kids that you have to watch over and over and over like the Christmas Curious George like that is a real shit garbage movie with a horrible song in it if you're a monkey hum shut up this was actually really good it's full of actual songs that you know and it's fun to show the kids the real versions of the song are like when they hear it later they're like that's the troll song it's like no this is the original they're like what Oh, and so it's exciting. Okay. You're exposed to different music. Okay. Okay. James Corden, okay. not innovative of at all. Party tricks. I Listen, he was in your he was in your beloved cats, so. I'm friends with celebrities and I do fun party tricks with them. Unfortunately, he was the best part of cats. That has to sting for you. I forgot all about cats. <laughs> We don't need to talk about that. We did a whole show on it. Okay. Woo! Doggy! Let's go. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on. All in my city. All in my zone. I don't know what they're on. Because I got that sunshine in my pocket okay well you are you earned it here it is here's the guitar string okay that's you just, Ooh, here it is here's the guitar string leave me alone that's what i would do you come to my realm you come to my realm it's like all right i just want you to leave here's the guitar string go leave <laughs> just get out of here welcome to one topic where we stick to one topic my name is autumn fisher my name is greg russ Autumn, it's your week. I don't even know what the topic's going to be. Usually I check in with you so I can plan, but I it's too much going on. Oh, too much. So busy drinking at home, 
just laying on the couch and then moving from the couch to the uh, bed and to a chair. Well, I don't even need to move, move from the couch to my sink. So if I have a glass <laughs> or something, I just reach over and put it right in the sink. <laughs> do you do the dishes one-handed Yeah, <laughs> while sitting on the couch? Yeah. It's nice. <laughs> Most people don't ever get the opportunity to do that, but I do. The joys of living in New York and paying $1,800. That's that's why the apartment's so expensive, which is actually cheap for the neighborhood. Uh, you pay $1,800 for the convenience of doing your dishes from your couch. It's pretty nice. What kind of life is this? <laughs> what kind of city is this? Full of COVID. Well, like I said before, I rented a car today, a, a zip car, and drove through the city, and I realized, yeah, they still really like it here. What a place. Because there's a bunch of little streets that people go to small towns like, look at, oh, look at this cute little street with buildings and commercial spaces at the bottom. And it's like one street. And like every street here is like that. And I thought Yeah, that was, every street. Yeah. 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 So get out of here with your Dahlonegas. <laughs> do, do people really live in Dahlonega? Like, I mean, in the square? Last time I was in Dahlonega, it was probably fourth grade. <laughs> when we went panning for go gold panning for gold <laughs> yeah but we also did this thing where there was sand and you just sifted through the sand and found gems but it was yeah, actually right. it would yeah it was all set up because was, i remember yeah. there being this big pile of sand on the side of the street and the guy's like oh and he scooped it in there and then mm-hmm. we just ran water through it or sip or whatever like, well, uh, the gems are being revealed before for <laughs> for a fourth grader that was exciting but oh well, yeah <laughs> So yeah, Delonaga. Get out of here with your Delonagas and your All right, well, Helens. Oh, Helen. Well, Bavaria in town in Georgia. Oh. A fudge shopper. Fudge shoppers and uh, candle shoppers with um, those weird candles that like are all loopy and like are cut into and ha- look like a geode inside sort of. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. They're really popular in the 90s. Look, the, the, Helen's fine. I'm sorry. It's not the small towns I'm shitting on. It's really just people when I lived in Georgia who go to the small towns and lose their minds over the small towns because Atlanta itself is not a very cool city. No offense. It's That's not, not like, true. Well, you don't walk Parts around. Parts of Atlanta are cool. You know, there's no places to really walk around and like, oh, well, this thing that we're talking about. That's this true. Main Even streets. five points where you can walk, like little five points where you can walk around and do a little bit of walking. It's pretty tiny. So that's why I say this. Okay. Well, it's my week, Greg. Just because I live in a cool city. All right. That's relax. filled with COVID. Okay. <laughs> around every corner. Swimming in COVID, but also culture. Well, yeah. There's still culture, even right now. This is culture. That's what I'm saying. Living here during this time is culture. People are going to talk right. about this in the future. The COVID outbreak of 2020, New York was hit so hard. And uh, when I'm old, I was there. Yeah. But I'll still be living in New York at that point. So I'll say I was here. Knock on wood. And that's when my, uh, you know, 90 degree bend in my back is going to cause me to have to go down subway stairs backwards. Because if I went down forward, uh, the center of gravity would be off and I'd tumble. Is that what you've seen? I saw a man like that once. Did you want to help him down the stairs? I. He'd be like, get away from me. Yeah, there was an old woman who slipped in the snow once and someone tried to help her up and she screamed at the person. So, as New York. I ain't going to flee to no warm climate. Hey, it's New York. Let's go to my favorite little shrimp 
shop. It's called Bubblegum Shrimp. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a casualty of COVID. Okay, yes, it's your week, Autumn. It's my week. <laughs> this week, I'd like to talk about forgiveness. Okay. Forgiveness. Um, I forgive you for liking the Trolls movie. I said that already. Thank but you. I forgive you for enjoying Trolls World Tour. I'm telling you, I don't like things. And I have no problem talking about how I don't like things or criticizing things that I actually do like. This is not one of them. I enjoyed it. And I'm not the kind of person that's like, you know, I don't know. I just don't think about things that hard. I just I just turn off my brain and it's like, no. I am a true genius. <laughs> yeah. When you go to Cracker Barrel, you can f- figure out the peg game. Uh, two seconds. Bing bong, ding dong, ching chong, bing. And I'm done. I, I win. I'm so good. What was that racist thing you just did? Ching chong, bing bong. What is this? <laughs> it's nothing to do with anything except sounds that make the same sound. You can't say well. those things anymore. Well, anyway. get out of here. I can't say ching chong, bing bong. Anyway, you're so good. There's only one. There's zero. There's zero teas left. You get oh rid yeah, of them I all. eat the last tea. Yeah, it tastes the it has the same <laughs> same taste as the, how I got COVID. It has the same taste as the uh, <laughs> dumplings, bland. Ew. Now come on, the dumplings are great. Nope. Chicken and dumplings with oh, side of like dumplings. Mushy mush. Yeah, give me that plate of mush. You do love mush. Musheroni and this cheese. This show is off the rails. Musheroni <laughs> and cheese. Yeah, overcooked that pasta so it's just some mush. I'm sorry, I've been drinking again. But all right, get into this. So Set this up. Why uh yes. why forgiveness? Who are you who are you looking to forgive? Who do you want forgiveness from? What's going on? Okay, so overall, I think that if COVID weren't happening, I think forgiveness would be specific stories Um, which it still can be, we can still talk about this, specific stories of times in our past, you know, where we've held grudges or we've needed to forgive someone or we've been asked for forgiveness um, uh, or we've been forgiven. However, I think right now I thought of it because I think there's a lot of self judgment and maybe just judgment in general that we're all doing like I said either on ourselves or on others as far as our own decisions how we're handling things things that influence us that sort of make us feel that we should be handling things a different way um uh there's a lot of pressures on us that we didn't have before you know a a lot of people's um pay has been cut uh and then they're also trying to work from home and uh, uh, teach their kids at the same time because they're out of schools. And I just think there's a lot of um, the same expectations that we're putting on ourselves from before all of this started. And I think that right now is a very important time to uh, have some forgiveness. Is it self-forgiveness you're talking about mostly? Not just that, but on others too, because I haven't seen this in the wild because I really haven't gone out that much, but you know, I've heard these stories of, you know, someone going out with their kid, you know, in a cart, like at the grocery store and maybe even the kid is wearing a mask and they're being shamed for bringing their kid out because the child could bring COVID or could get it and then spread it or whatever. But some people don't, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of judgment on other people's decisions that they're making. And I think we need to practice forgiveness 
and on the uh, uh, projected and self-directed. And then also, this doesn't apply to me because I don't live with anyone, but if you're living with people, you probably hate them right now. And uh, maybe there's some forgiveness that needs to be given there. Definitely. It's, it's, it's uh, I don't know, not, all, not in all cases, and I don't mean to bring us down, but I'm going to bring this up, is that uh, domestic violence cases are up during this. That's a sad fucking thing that's yeah. going on. People are trapped inside. and Here in New York, domestic violence reports are... I've heard that also, not roof. just in New York. Yeah, probably across the board. Um, yeah, if you live with someone who hits you, it just seems statistically the more you hang out with that person that they might hit you more often. Yeah. Or whatever you more often. Yeah, so maybe forgiveness isn't always warranted. We don't need to get stuck on that. That's no, a that's sad a weird thing. Yeah. That exists. That's not what I mean. <laughs> I know. Forgive the person that's hitting you. They're just stressed. I know. That's not what you mean. Uh, I I go outside without a mask still, mm-hmm. and sometimes not I feel for like, long. Sometimes I feel like oh, I have to sneeze. Oh, you muted! Yeah, and the people need to Why? hear my people don't need to hear the sneeze. People wanted to hear that sneeze. If I sneeze like that in public, like you just saw, and I didn't cover my mouth, I <laughs> people would be angry at me. This is going to lead. Hey, there's another one coming. Hold on. All right, don't mute it. God damn. It. Why'd you mute it? Because people don't need to hear that. I was so excited for the second. Yes, they do. Sneezing is not a symptom of COVID, by the way, so get over it. Though, if again, I Again, again, though. If I were in public and I sneezed, even if I did it correctly into my arm, I know that I would get some looks and people would want to come after me. Uh, there's, you know, just sometimes the sun makes you sneeze. And I went out yeah. on a sunny day and it was coming. The sneeze was coming and I had to stop it. Because yeah, I do you know how to do that weird silent sneeze? You're not supposed to hold them in. I know. I learned how to hold them in um, when Ellie was a baby. Why? Because she would have fallen asleep and I needed to sneeze. And so I did that like, you know. You're going to bust some, burst some blood vessels. Burst some blood vessels. I think another one's coming. Do it. Don't mute. I'm going to mute. No. Don't. You better not fucking mute. I'm going to. What is this? Why can't I? Come on. Get it out. No, it went away. Oh, don't mute it, please. If people want to skip ahead 30, 15 seconds. I'm not whatever. sneezing. It's gone. So don't skip ahead. Okay. All right. I don't want anyone who's. <laughs> you are a mess. I am a mess. <laughs> yeah. I'm falling apart this weekend. But you know what? Yes. I forgive you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Sorry. I, I want to make my initial point, but this thing is just lingering in my sinus. Yeah. I hate that. Anytime that I declare that I'm going to sneeze, it immediately makes the sneeze retreat. <gasps> Better fucking <clears throat> mute. Better just let that sneeze out. No. Well, it's gone. I think Blow it really your is. COVID sneeze all over that mic. I think it really is mic. gone now. So you're saying if you were out and someone sneezed in your vicinity, you'd forgive them. I was looking for cold cuts the other day. At the grocery store, and some woman walked right behind me and had this disgusting hacking cough, and I didn't forgive her. I mm. walked away without getting all the items that I wanted. And she was wearing a mask, but even at that point, I didn't want to be around it. And I was what kind of cough was it? <coughs> oh, but it was dry like that. I yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever, mm. do it somewhere else. Don't do it near okay, me. Okay, again, this is what I'm talking about. Forgiveness. You decided to go move on 
and not be around that person. Maybe this person had no other choice but to leave the house. She didn't want to leave the house. I don't care that she left the house. I want to see an effort of not just coughing free for all. Maybe she With couldn't no help it. Regard. Maybe it's one of those coughs that like stick in your throat and then it like forces turn you. And your if you head, don't cough, it goes you like this. Turn like, your head away from the person. This is why there's no forgiveness being given to me. I'm very understanding that people have bodily functions and if she's out, she's wearing a mask and I see her turn her head to at least try to direct it in a different way. Then, okay, fine. This was just, I, whatever. I exist. That's this. I exist. All right. Right near the cold cuts. Which, by the way, they're cutting, they're pre-cutting a lot of these cold cuts because I guess they don't want to deal with people directly. And I got this boar's head ham. And it was so fucking thick. It's like, give me a, what are you, how lazy are you? It doesn't need to be the thinnest in the world, but it was so thick. You lazy. I don't want to, try not to curse as much. See? Really? I'm You're not, really pulling the wheel of this bus. I'm not I'm not forgiving that person either. You can try to convince me to forgive. This can be the topic. Uh, yeah, that, but you're just going off on these tangents instead of talking about what we're talking about. Well, you're just no. barking at thick ham and the woman coughing. You don't trust me. What I'm saying is I'm not forgiving. Why? Because there's no effort. There's no thought other than how something affects that person, like, or th- th- what I'm saying is the person coughing only cares about them being out. They don't care about other people. The cough isn't directed in another way. And the person slicing the deli meat doesn't care that other people maybe don't want thick deli meat. They just slice it whatever's easiest for them. And maybe therefore, somebody does want thick deli meat. Who? Who? Oh, no one likes biting into the thickest piece of ham. It's disgusting. All right. It gets this texture. It's stringy when it's too thick i'm not trying to derail i'm talking about being out you're saying being out and having more compassion for people and i'm presenting the struggles with it okay where i i very easy to forgive this is true if the person who cut the thick deli meat came up to me and said i'm sorry that i cut it thick i was like that's no problem and then i'd forget about it or if the person coughing said, I'm sorry that I coughed. It's like, oh, no, it's no problem. But you don't get that stuff. You don't get the People aren't self-aware. All it takes is self-awareness, and then I forgive. And the lack of it, the lack of self-awareness right now is I'm not, you're not getting my forgiveness. I don't feel like it's, I don't really care if it's self-awareness or not. What I, my point is that people need to be more forgiving during this time because if it were the normal times, then judge away. But right now, we don't know what people are going through. And what? Well, I wanted you to finish your thought. I realized I was about to interrupt it. Mm-hmm. We don't know what people are going through. No, we don't. No. But. And so if you have the easier way to get through something, then you just say, oh, well, you know, that's fine. You uh- know, in the it previously was the time to be upset about what you're talking about, but right now is not. See, this is where I disagree. Right now is a time for people to come together and help each other out. And I'm not, it's happening. Yeah, it but is. you're never going to change that from other people. It comes from you first. This is the, the people go out though. Look at the toilet paper. It's finally stocked. I don't care. I already have enough to last me five months. I'm buying more because it's here. There's no thought. The real 
colors of humanity is coming out with some people. Not everyone's like this, but I think you're seeing the d- division. It's like, all right, there's people only out for themselves or the people who care about other people. And it doesn't have to be direct. Like there are plenty of people helping other people directly, but it can be something like, you know what? I have plenty of toilet paper. Yes, I don't see it that often. It's here. I don't need to buy more. And uh, the fact that stuff like that is not happening because there's still a shortage of it is making Listen, it hard for I, me. I am someone who needs more toilet paper. I'm okay right now. So I guess if I saw it, I wouldn't buy it. But if I did buy it, and I do have, I think I have like six rolls or something. If I, if I needed it, if I had two rolls left and I kept not seeing it, I would have some forgiveness. I would say to myself, like, I guess people have fear. People are afraid. And this is how they're gaining some weird control over um, this lack of control. And and instead of dealing with the fear that they're having in a more rational way, they're coping by buying too much toilet paper and like making sure they're stocked up on something that they can stock up on. Okay, toilet paper. In that case, it makes it so that I don't get toilet paper. But then you know what I'm going to do? I'm not going to just like get upset. I'm going to make it work. I'm just going to figure something out. I understand all of this, everything you just said. Logically, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I can buy into it. Why don't you? You don't like that I'm. We're still talking about forgiveness. Do you feel like I'm derailing this? Yes. How? Because I was trying to go somewhere. Okay. And you just kept like. Well, let's. We're ranting I, about ham <laughs> and like this woman coughing. I am I'm talking, talking about bigger picture. I'm talking about forgiveness also. I'm just not currently on the same page as you. So therefore, I don't understand why you think I'm derailing the show. Because you're taking it. And saying a- that forgiveness right now is a difficult thing. This is a hard thing. Because I want to see people look out for one another. And I, With you. Where? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have specific uh, examples of where someone has helped others. <laughs> I'm... I'm not denying that it's not happening. I guess it's just in the daily life and the way things exist right now that a lot of it, it just seems to be selfish. I'm only looking out for my self-behavior, whether or not it's fear. I get that people are fearful and they want control and maybe they're looking for things. But there's a lot of these things on the smaller level. Maybe there's bigger forgiveness that we can get into and talk about. But on the smaller level, I'm having a hard time forgiving people this is what this is what i'm saying understanding where people are coming this is about you because you have had difficulty forgiving yourself i forgive i wrote in a yes journal you had yes you had to go through a lot to eventually forgive yourself and so now maybe you uh you have difficulty forgiving others in these types of situations because this is going to sound conceited but my struggle with uh, disliking myself and not being able to forgive myself was on a much higher plane than these cretins <laughs> who crawl around the sidewalks and just go look for toilet paper to fuck other people over. No, they don't. That's the thing. They don't go. They don't. They're not buying toilet paper just to fuck. This, they're over. not doing it on purpose, but the end result is exactly the same because they're not thinking about other people. Right. Whereas I thought way- about I thought about myself and my place in the world and how I acted and integrated and affected other people and had a certain 
kind of person I wanted to be, but all these were thoughts in my head none of these people have ever had, not even for a fleeting second in their lives. So therefore, it's I'm not projecting my inability to forgive myself onto them. This is where I'm going to get cocky for a second. I've the struggles, self-created, stupid struggles that I've introduced in my own life, which were pointless and unwarranted are on a different level, though, than the things that I'm talking about here. So it's not a straight up projection. These people are representative of the problems I have with humanity and my inability to forgive humanity because I know that humanity is better than they present themselves for the most part, but no one goes to the levels they need to go to get to the point where they're worthy of forgiveness. There. Totally different. I think that I think that it starts, this, this sounds lame, it starts with yourself. All right, I mean, I won't. It starts with your own <laughs> attitude. You, you I'm, not laughing, I'm not laughing at your idea. I'm laughing because you're, yes, you're probably right. You, That's why I'm laughing. You, you writing down in that notebook, I forgive you, should now be projected at humanity. You need to forgive humanity for being humanity. Look, I do want to say... Just like the rant that I went on last episode about how we're all just, you know, natives in our brains. People are doing what they think they have to do to survive. Toilet paper ain't going to cut it, okay? If, if the, like you talk about, like if the supply chain really does fall apart, good luck eating your toilet paper. You know what I'm saying? Toilet paper isn't isn't the thing. But whatever it's making someone feel safe and in this moment for me personally i feel that thinking forgiveness helps me focus on what i need to do um to uh compensate for someone being selfish or someone or whatever thinking that they need to keep toilet paper and i don't get any that means i don't get any that helps me um focus on what i need to do next Instead of focusing on what the other people are doing that are fucking me over. It's like, all right, someone's fucked me over. I can think about that. I can think about how they fucked me over and how it's not cool. And isn't this a, an example of how humanity is a piece of shit and how blah, blah, blah. Or I could be like, okay, I'm fucked over. What do I do to uh, compensate for not getting or uh, for getting fucked over? What can I do to survive now? And that tastes forgiveness. Because if I spend all my energy focusing and not forgiving the part of humanity that has fucked me over in some way, that or, or not fucked me over, but just like bothered me, <laughs> like the coughing person behind me and the thick cut ham, I can focus on that, <laughs> but then I'm very... not focusing on what I need to do next. <laughs> These are very important things. And yes, those are very valid points. I mean, and when I say all this, I don't want to discredit all the things that are happening right now where people are helping other people out. Obviously, healthcare is uh, an example of that. But the fact mm -hmm. that a lot of people have decided to actually stay in and try to get this thing under control, no one can really force people to do that. And a lot of people have taken that to heart. And you know, for me, a big part of accepting this, I was in denial about things being shut down and having to stay in. I said, fuck this. I, it's my choice to get the virus if I want to get it. But the moment I realized that, well, it's not my choice or my place to give it to someone else, 
right. you know, then I decided it's time to stay in and not to say I'm so altruistic or an amazing person, but that is happening quite a bit. People don't want to infect it's other people. It's the thing that made you realize what it means to do the things that you need to do, like sheltering in place and all that stuff. Yeah, but there are, there, there, there are some rules and if we're going to follow the rules, it's all just do the rules. And I went to the store the other day and I was looking at this one part, part of the shelf and this guy came up and just like stood behind me, like less than a foot away. It's like, wait until I'm gone. These are the rules right now, right? Wait, wait until I move out of the way. And for some reason, this has always been the case. Anyone who thinks that the rules don't apply to them annoy me. And then it's fine. it's hard for me to forgive them. I have a I tendency. I have a tendency to apply that to hum- humanity as a whole, even though probably the percentages right now are more people are doing good for others than the people who aren't. It's just you don't see that. And I try to keep that in perspective and keep that in mind that you don't necessarily see it. It's all out there. What I'm seeing is the people that I don't want to deal with. It's like, what do you, what is this? And look, I said earlier, and we need to get into it. I haven't been wearing a mask. Maybe I should be. One, it's not necessarily, it's because I don't have a mask. I could wrap a scarf around my face. Yeah, I saw, let me say, um, I, I saw a way to test if whatever you're using in front of your mouth is preventing you from spreading anything that you have out there into the air is if you have a flame, you, you light a flame either from a match or a lighter and you blow through your protective thing. And if your breath can blow out the fire, the flame, I'm sorry, <laughs> from like Russia, if it blows out the fire, then um, it's not where it's not good. It needs to be stopping your breath from escaping. Yeah, that's a cool trick to know, I know if it's working. So the masks that I made, I was fully prepared for them to like blow out my match that I had lit. Like, here we go. I spent all this time on these fucking masks and here I'm going to blow out this match. And it's not, but it didn't. It worked. It didn't blow out the match. I was very excited. And you're sending me a mask and I'll wear it. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll put it on. The reason I have it now is because I don't feel like I have one and I don't want to put a scarf around my face. And you can't find them really anymore anyway. But. I realize what's happening here. I'm doing something that other people probably look at me and think that I'm the same person that I get annoyed with who coughs in the store because mm-hmm. who do you think you are to not wear a mask, which then makes me a hypocrite, which then makes me hate myself because I can't be a hypocrite, which then leads me to have to forgive myself. See? Okay. You didn't even trust me getting into the show that oh, we'd be yeah, talking right. about forgiveness. <laughs> right. No way. You were not. If I had just let you go, you were going to make it back to that point. I don't know if I would have gotten to that point, but when okay. I was talking about the things earlier, I was thinking about my inability to forgive people or, you know, maybe forgiveness. It, I think it is still a forgiveness on a smaller scale, a person you don't know that you have a fleeting contact with and you say, oh, I forgive you for coughing in my vicinity. But yeah, that can be a forgiveness. I mean, there's certainly different levels of it. I think that using that helps. It, I think it like spreads like... um slowly like a syrup or something (laughs) you know like it's like think just doing those little things those little moments i think helps your mental state through this whole thing because once i started to sort of forgive myself for decisions i'm making during the pandemic what i've done like what you talked about like we were both kind of in denial and we were on the fence about like how serious to take it um, 
even though when it was getting pretty serious, I still was struggling with like, all right, you know. <laughs> um, and it may still come to light, by the way, that all right is, I want to say the proper response, because even if you were exposed, I was exposed, we didn't really have symptoms or minor symptoms, and it turns out not to be as big of a deal. It's still, you know, people are uh, vulnerable to it. And right. if you can spread it, then sure. Uh, you should protect those other people, but you know, but like I, I said, there was a lot of, there's a lot of decisions being made and thing in, and while those decisions are being made in real time, things are changing as far as like what's required of us as citizens, you know, um, new information about who is vulnerable or, you know, what is possible if you do have it, but are asymptomatic, like all of those things. Right. And so I think that forgiving yourself for not maybe making the best decisions when it comes to how you've behaved during this time, I think is important because just to forgive yourself that you don't, we've never done this before. We've never been in this situation before. So some of us are going to react, you know, um, in a more extreme way. And then on the other side of the spectrum, people are going to maybe underreact. And then there's all the faults and all the lines in the middle, but you don't really sort of level out into what, what decisions you've made until things have sort of become a little bit more normal. And that takes like a month probably, you know, and it depends on when you've started to really pay attention to it, when you've started to react to it, when it started to affect you. So all those things, all those start times started in all different times of, and during the whole thing up to now. And so, like I said, not every single one of us has made the right decisions during it. And I think that I've felt guilty about that. Um, when you talk about um, all of the pressures that are being put on a lot of parents, you know, who are still working and having to juggle working from home with keeping your kids at home and then, you know, people working eight hour days and then trying to also still homeschool their kids. And we've never, if you've never homeschooled before, it's crazy. It's a crazy ask. And for you to need to get your shit done so that you're not in trouble at work. So you stick an iPad in front of your kids for longer than you're comfortable with, or you let them watch, you know, YouTube for <laughs> again, longer than you wish you had. You've got to forgive yourself right now. There's a lot of stuff being thrown at you and you're just supposed to handle it. I didn't, I didn't know you were struggling with this so much. I mean, I'm not really struggling with it. Like I said, but I've you've been put a lot really of thought, forgiving myself. You've put a, put a lot of thought into it. I mean, it sounds like you're also just explaining and describing situations that you found yourself in, like putting the kids in front of iPads more often. But what are you, yeah, what are you supposed to do at this point? The rules, there are no rules or whatever the rules the problem, are. They're completely different than normal rules. Right. But that, again, it takes your mind a lot. I mean, when you've been self-critical, right, maybe if you already have a little bit of that in you to be a little self-critical of like, hey, you know, maybe we shouldn't let the kids do this too long or oh, maybe this, maybe that. And now you sort of you you let the kids do that longer than you feel comfortable with, you know, or you you're not as hands-on with them as far as, you know, their school stuff is going or because maybe you just can't because you're working and you've got stuff to get done. 
there's some forgiveness that needs to be put on you. For instance, for me, I'm lucky enough to not have to entertain and school the kids in the mornings because I'm doing the Von Hessler Doctrine. Yes. Hold on. Holding. Oh, so when I start with them in the afternoons, I, you know, I'm with them. I'm working with them. I don't turn on the TV until four o'clock. And that is my rule. But once that TV goes on, I, I'm fine with letting them chill. You know what I mean? Like you guys just do your thing. I'm going to go and like color you know, or I'm going to watch Jersey Shore on my phone. I'm not going to, you know, like my normal thing would be like, okay, you know, an hour of this and then we got to do something else. We got to go outside. We got to do. There's only so much you can do right now. There's only so much you can do. But like I said, there's a criticism that's built in from, you know, our norm, normal life. Are you scared you're going to destroy your kids by letting them watch too much YouTube um, not destroy, but create a, like a cheat code for enjoyment, which is like just watching something Screen instead time. of experiencing something or yeah, but doing something with your hands, you know? What can they experience at this point? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's things you can oh, come Janelle up with. We had a sew today. She enjoyed that. She made a little tiny blanket for her cubby. When I was talking to you earlier, you were really feeling pressure to do something with cotton balls and make like a rabbit's tail because it's Easter tomorrow. And like, Oh, we got to do this. What did, if you didn't do it, so what? What do you think the kids are thinking? My mom was awful. What a terrible mom. There was an East. I remember this Easter when we didn't and make we didn't a rabbit. Easter crafts. Yeah. There were no Easter crafts involved. I like, it's a lot of pressure you're putting on yourself and I get it, especially now. Um, you see this going around quite a bit. Oh, there's free time. A lot of people are still working from home or like, you know, my hours were cut in half for the time being. So I have a little extra free time. It's like I should be doing productive things with this free time. I should be doing something creative. And, you know, you really pile on and you, when I say you, I mean me, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then I, I put the pressure on myself and I feel like a piece of shit if I don't uh, do enough, which then only makes me resent the idea of having to do things <laughs> because like, well, I shouldn't have to Weird. do these It's like things. a snake eating its tail. Yeah, but this is, these are my own issues. It's like <laughs> you set yourself up for failure no matter what. And you have to work through some of those things. It's like, yeah, you've got a good system in place of never being successful <laughs> no matter <laughs> right. what situation you're And it's you're your in. own doing. Yes. Happy or successful. But, you know, the truth is I have probably been more productive creatively. Uh than I have other times, but it doesn't need to be constant. Right. Or like, I'm, I feel like I've been drinking more and at this point, I, it's not a problem. And I don't know if it'll become a problem. When I say, I don't know, there's just a fear that it's like, well, you know, last week's show is about routines. And part of my routine that I've implemented is like seven o'clock at night. I'll have a drink or two or three and watch a movie and I enjoy it. Like, it's mm-hmm. a thing. But then I also realized that, uh, you know, uh, abusing a substance isn't out of my realm. Right. Though, 
I, I draw the distinction between opiates and booze for me. And I know some people need to completely abstain from all substances. But uh, alcohol to me is more like a toy that you show a, a crying child. You're like, hey, look, look, look. Hey, hey, hey. It distracts the child. Like alcohol feels like it distracts me, which mm-hmm. in times like this could turn into something you, you drinking a little bit too much because you're looking for distraction. But opiates, yeah. opiates were always that fills a hole in my head, which is <laughs> a little more dangerous. All of a sudden, I'm not so mad at this thick ham. Yeah, like that, that's it's a little <laughs> different. But, you know, it's something that early on, I really didn't start sitting down and drinking until not this last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. So while when we're recording this, it's a week and three days. And I didn't, I haven't, you know, had a drink every night. But here I am. I'm finding myself beating myself up. Like, you're just drinking every night, you loser. Mm. It's like, hey, well, calm down. Yes. You can be aware of this. Keep it from becoming a thing that you do every night. Uh, you can also have some drinks and that'll be okay. It doesn't need to jump immediately to the extreme where it's like, you fucking loser having a drink again. It's like, also, realistically, what else is there to do? Like, there are things. There are things I could use in lieu of alcohol. Exercise? Well, even outside of that, <laughs> like a tea, for example. If it's like oh, I like okay. sitting down and having something, mm-hmm. like a, that could be a thing. I know it doesn't serve the same purpose exactly, but, you know, I guarantee if I sat down and just drank water nonstop for two hours, I could feel it, it's just kind of the motion of it. Yeah. Like when people smoke cigarettes and then chew on things. Like, oh, just yeah. Like you could make a mocktail every night at seven and it would fill the same, it, it could rattle the same toy in front of you. It's worth, it's worth trying, but you know, the yeah. point to stay on topic for the show, which you'd never trusted me to do from the start. No, was, uh, <laughs> do not turn this around on me. Was, is a, uh, yeah, you know, I, I realized it's my to, fault cause I didn't trust you. Go dig a hole. Realize I should just bury yourself in it. <laughs> it's like, Hey, have the drinks. Don't beat yourself up. I don't know if it's forgiveness at this point, but you could. No, that is forgiveness. It really is. It's saying, you know, maybe I'm not making all the right decisions right now. That doesn't mean throw caution to the wind or like, you know, just say like, fuck it. You know, it's not that. But it's also just like, you know, let yourself figure out how you're coping, you know, how how you're getting through. You know, um, there's a lot of pressure when you see things online of um, I'm not going to stay on this parenting thing, but, you know, where people are posting like their kids schedule for the day, you know, and it's, you know, nine o'clock doing independent reading. And then, you know, nine thirty to ten with it's, you know, art class time or, you know, so that's some bullshit, first of all. And then um, that's making you feel bad. Yeah. You're like, yeah, fucking right. There's no way that you're sticking to that routine unless it's already been a part of your routine because you have already started homeschooling your kids. Some people probably this all started. Some people probably are sticking to it. And as you said before, people are grasping for control. That's just yeah. I, I'm getting and you know control what? Out Those of this. parents are over intrusive and are giving their kids eating disorders. Okay. Okay. Second of all, that's when you see no, that's true. Over and over um over involved parenting can lead to eating disorders. 
Yeah, because the kids have no control because they're under the control of their parents. And the one thing they can control is eating. Everyone just exactly. wants control. Yes. That's why people bought all the toilet paper. The other thing I was going to say was people posting things about like, you know, during this time, like you talked about, like, be creative, you know, sweat in your home. I'm like, bitch. Ugh. Yeah, don't okay. tell me what to do. Don't. I'll try. All right. I'll think about working out. Don't put Instead, that I'm going to make the drink at the end of the night. Because what am I going to work out during while the kid, like, oh, God. what am I going to work? Uh, I'm going to do two jobs simultaneously, parent two kids and work. Do, not me, because I'm not working eight hours a day. But realistically, people who are working eight hours a day, still having to homeschool one, two or more kids. And then they're all supposed to like, they're also supposed to maintain a balanced lifestyle uh-oh, you're gaining the COVID-15. Is that a thing? Yeah. The COVID-15. I mean, mm-hmm. it makes sense, but I didn't know Should it was... Should we call the COVID-19? <laughs> I didn't actually know it was labeled. Listen, I'm embarrassed to say it, but I heard Jared say it, so I guess it's a thing. You're taking cues from Jared now. But yeah, look, we're also... He's on the pulse of, you know, phrases. It also may be worth getting off social media for a little bit or staying away from that stuff because there's yeah. a lot of people putting their own shit out there that you're going to compare yourself to. And Yeah. When you start comparing... I sip on bone broth all day to keep full in between meals. You also, you also have to remember that people post this stuff, and I'm not saying it's flat-out lies, but it's also projected and presented in a way that's maybe not completely truthful yeah carrots and hummus is a healthy snack yeah so you see this stuff and you feel bad about yourself and my period's coming and so i feel like extra garbage (laughs) lately and then while i'm doing the dishes i'm eating raw cookie dough comparison in general (laughs) this this world like there's i'm making it there's always been comparison and, uh, you know, it's much easier to compare now because you can keep track of people you went to school with in high school and college and see what they're doing. And hopefully you don't do that. But uh, you see that other people are more successful than you, whatever the fuck that means. Oh, it's also, yeah. That's subjective. That, that's not something I look at personally. No, but, but it's there. Or people present things like yeah. I'm living my life in this manner and you realize I'm not living my life that way. And then you've, you, know, mm-hmm. you feel bad about yourself. Uh, you know, I guess this show has really become about self-forgiveness mostly, but those are things that you probably, at least if you can't avoid it and you can't get off of social media, you need to learn to know what it is. Like, all right, this is just someone presenting. I mean, it's an advertisement of sorts for the person. This is an ad for the person and advertisement usually says you have a problem. I'm your fix. Yeah. I took some, um, I'm taking some surveys online to like get points that I can then apply to Amazon gift cards and stuff. It's real weird, but it's, I don't know. It's how I'm coping. I don't know. So um, one of them was giving me these descriptions of this diaper rash cream. And the only one that I was like, the only one that I responded positively to was the one that didn't try to tell me that my baby's skin is fucked up unless I use this cream. (laughs) (laughs) Because all of it was like, you know, keep your, you know, uh, give your baby's skin a good start on life and stuff like that. Like, hey, your baby's skin is fine. It's an organ. It's supposed to run on its own. You're not supposed to, like, apply lotions and creams to it constantly unless you have some underlying condition or something. That's different. But, like, 
your skin can do it anyway. So that's an, an example of advertisement being like, you're broken. We can fix you. Yeah, that's the model of it. That's the way it works. Yeah. You've got a. I guess it's switched a little bit now because advertising advertising now sells uh, empathy and experiences. Mm. And okay, that's a that could be a different topic. Advertising. What Let's a, write it down. What a gross field, which I kind of work in. <laughs> <laughs> then you have some experience. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly what they're doing. But I mean, you know, outside of times of COVID, talking about forgiveness, I mentioned mm-hmm. this earlier. I'm pretty quick to forgive people if they show even the slightest bit of self-awareness. Like I, you know, when I realize that this thing that I did maybe made you feel this way, oh, it's okay. Thank you. Even if they don't think that they're wrong, at least they're acknowledging how you may have felt about it. Well. So you're cool with that? Maybe. It depends on the way it's presented. Because yeah. someone really screwed you over and they still refuse to admit that they're wrong. I, by saying... I thought about this and I can see how this would, to me, that's not most people who who refuse to say that they're wrong. Wouldn't even go to that. Yeah. That extreme. they could still think that they're not wrong and say, listen, I don't think that I did the wrong thing, but I understand how. Well, that's you circumstantial. Reacted to it, and I understand how, what I said made you react that way. So I'm sorry. It depends. I mean, if it's, okay. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry you felt that way. It's like, okay. You know, they don't want to take any ownership. I know, because that is something that shitty people say. I'm sorry you felt that way, but... It depends on the situation. There are yeah. situations out there where maybe the person wasn't wrong and it made you feel a certain way, and then sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty quick. There's a few people that I haven't forgiven in my Who? life. Um, well, one, I never had enough interaction with to forgive, but I think of... Uh, the person I've told this story before when I was valet parking and the person came up and said, fuck you. They rolled down their window like it was an empty night at the restaurant. And I was going to let them park themselves. Mm-hmm. They rolled down the window and said, fuck you. I'm parking myself. And then, then I put uh, styrofoam in their gas tank to clog oh. their fuel injector. I, and I doubt that person. I know this is a stupid thing. That was a short interaction and a person I don't even know who they are. I couldn't point them out. I could never. That sticks with me. And like I have mm-hmm. not forgiven that person for just being nasty for the sake of it. Uh, and you can say, well, you don't know what was going on in their life. It's like, I don't care. You like st- I said, outside of these COVID times, I'm fine with you holding that grudge. Because <laughs> uh, I also hold a grudge against someone being a shithead to me. Who? In that car accident when I was super pregnant and you were in the car with me and we were driving to Eric's basement. <laughs> yeah. And then the guy rear-ended you and tried to blame it on you. Mm-hmm. Because I did cut in front of him. And he didn't like it. You were in a lane that was ending. You cut over into another lane. He sped up because yes. he didn't like to that you cut over. Me. But there was traffic ahead. And you had to put on the brakes because the, the traffic wasn't moving. And he, because he was trying to stop you from getting in, rammed into you. Right. And so then I, I didn't hit the car in front of me. But then he hit me from behind and pushed me into the car in front of me. So... Like he said, he tried to, he was a real asshole and I was very pregnant and he came up to, he got out of the car and came up to my window and started shouting at me, seeing my gigantic stomach, he must have. And I was like, oh, hello. Hi, my name's Autumn. You know, we just got in an accident. He knew he was wrong and he was trying to railroad you into thinking that you did something wrong. He was a real dickhead. Maybe that's anyway. So yeah, I hate that guy. 
Maybe that's all I felt when the woman coughed because she was wearing a mask. I wasn't wearing a mask, and maybe that made me feel bad about myself. So oh no, you were the asshole in this situation. Because I didn't have you a mask. You were the guy on. that hit me. No, oh, I didn't. I way. did not say anything to her though. That'd be the. That'd be. Oh, okay. He then, like this guy, went after you and yeah. tried to make it seem like you're. He an tried idiot. to tell the cop that he hit me at an angle, and you can like he hit me dead center in the back of my trunk. Yeah, and the cop looked at the back of your car and, and pointed. Yeah, the that cop out. looked like kind of was like, uh, it's in the middle of the car. It was great because I won and he was a dick. And I sometimes wonder if he listens to the Von Hessler Doctrine and he like loves the show. He doesn't realize that he, he I was the one that he hit. He may not. Other people I don't forgive. There was one kid for no reason on the bus when I was like in first grade. Maybe he was in third grade. Like just really bother me and like twist my ear and pull my hair and stuff. <gasps> oh, no. So fuck him. And then. Yeah. Uh, then the guy who removed me from the air at 99X for being too creative, even though he was just carrying out an order. That conversation, I know that holding on to these things is not healthy. Yeah, it's like poison. It is. And you should find a way to move past them. But like, that could have, if that was just one of these things, like, hey, I'm just a dude. Just admit what it's going on. I'm just right. kind of a loser who's being told by corporate to do this thing. And I have to do this thing. Wait, you want him to describe himself as a loser? Yeah, because that's what he was. You're just a <laughs> you're just a corporate suit who's there to carry out orders. Okay. But if you could admit that, like, hey, you know what? I kind of underachieved. I've I'm still on the air, and like he's went on and been on the other places and posts a lot of pictures with celebrities, which is just as pathetic. Mm. It's like this self importance that it's like, come on, really realize what you're doing. All I want is some honesty from you. Realize that you're a stupid radio DJ. These people don't even remember you. They don't want to take the picture with you. Just admit that. It's okay. It's okay that that's the the case. You don't need to be famous and a celebrity. And you know, in the position he was in when he let me go, it wasn't he wasn't on the air at the time. It's like just admit what the job is. Admit it. And then you admit it, and then I say, okay, I understand this, but trying to be something more than you are, it's like, I don't have any room for that. I don't have time yeah. for that. And, uh, you know, if this is something I should work on myself, is letting those things go. But uh, I just want self-awareness from people, and then that's all it really takes. Unless someone really fucked me over, which I don't feel like I've ever really been fucked over in my life. So yeah. I don't have anything on that level to hold against anyone. So I can't even say if someone really fucked me over and then had some self-awareness and apologize, maybe I wouldn't forgive them, but I, right. I haven't, I haven't experienced anything like that because then they're still the person who would fuck you over. Yeah. Even if they then apologized for it. I think that there are some things in life that you don't, well, I don't like you, you come across people who forgive a person who murdered someone they love. Yeah. Because maybe you need that to move past it. I don't know. I don't know how you forgive a person for that. So so I heard, uh, I think, <laughs> I don't remember where I heard. I think it was on Real Housewives of New York, unfortunately, which really waters down <laughs> the... <laughs> Should have just said it without <laughs> the citing the source. I know. But anyway, it was um, holding a grudge mm -hmm. is like drinking, is, is like you drinking poison and hope it kills and hoping it kills the other person. It's true. I mean, I there's merit to that statement. Cause the I other also heard on Real Housewives of New York that martinis are like breasts. <laughs> Two is perfect and three is too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I'm good. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're getting your life advice <laughs> from Real Housewives of New York. Though, I mean, it is true if you're holding it's a grudge. See? It's good. The other person's probably not even thinking about it. Right, exactly. So you're like, oh, I'm just going to keep thinking about this forever. It just poisons you and does nothing to the other person. Yeah, and if you hate yourself and hold a grudge against yourself, you poison yourself. Yeah. Well, that actually works in that situation. You you poison the person you hate because oh, it's you. you. So it works. Yeah, but it still it works, but it's not <laughs> helpful. <laughs> no, it's not helpful. Then you have to write down in a journal, I forgive you, and you try to move on. Yep. I'm not going to forgive that person cutting that ham, though. Fuck that guy. It's lazy. It is complete laziness, Autumn. I, if I hadn't eaten it all, I still ate it. <laughs> I finished it tonight on a sandwich. I would have taken a picture so you could see this. And mm-hmm. there's no way to know when you're buying it. So it's all cut this way. And I get that you're cutting a lot of cold cuts. And you Isn't it on up. the label? No. I think it does say the inches or whatever. It's on the label. Excuse no, me. I don't think it says the, the thickness. I think it does. They're lazy. And then a time like this, maybe some people need thinly sliced cold cuts. Why don't you just ask the person for them? I guess I, I could. I thought I was doing my part because they've put this out in a way they haven't before. And I thought they were I trying think. to minimize contact. And so I said, okay, I'm fine looking here. Okay. But I understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I need to let these things go. And I know that most people right now aren't assholes and a lot of people are doing a lot of good. And I just felt like ranting, I guess, because things are subjective sometimes. You're only uh, aware of the things that you come across. And even though I know a lot of good is happening, maybe I'm not seeing it. And I just see the person cutting the damn. I don't even see them doing it. I imagine them doing it. I I don't even know who the person is. In my mind, they're a person who's like, I'm these people i'm cutting this stick yeah. i'm lazy i'm and, i'm making a pound of this ham and i'm only moving my arm back and forth eight times yeah give me that shaved ham yeah go back and forth to 70 times <laughs> oh, i'm so tired you really are making me work anyway so your your advice is taken and okay i will i will do better okay good thanks for listening to one topic everybody please like and subscribe rate and review on itunes and support uh, hoffandpepper.com. Get some hot sauce from them. They are delicious hot sauce. Uh, use our code one topic 15 for 15% off. Also, they are sending out mini flasks to uh, anyone in the country that you think would like a free little bottle of hot sauce to try um, with any order. So check them out, hoffandpepper.com. Thank you. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm-mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, 
what, let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients, what? zero fillers, huh? additives, or extracts, and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hop Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.